I'm Tyler Nessie Dennery. I'm Connery. Should I call you dad now? Hanson. Oh. <laughs> Should I just be... T- I'm Tyler. You nicknamed my daughter after the Loch Ness Monster? Dennering. Better. Should that be it? Okay, well, either of those are good. And this is the franchise. If you didn't know, by the intro. And today we're covering Breaking Dawn Part 2, the final installment in the Twilight Saga. After this, we're done with them. <laughs> Are you sure? Because apparently we have to we have to go through Vampires Suck and the other one, and then Midnight Sun. <laughs> yeah, that's a little tease for our upcoming Twilight content. Yeah. But with us today is Alyssa Wise, past and future guest, Alyssa Wise. <laughs> Hello. Wait, can I do one of those fun oh, nicknames? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. I, I, I prepared one. I'm Alyssa, woman knows her trout, Wise. <laughs> <laughs> Who says that, Charlie? Charlie. Yeah, Charlie, when they're going to go on the fishing trip. Woman knows her trout. <laughs> Poor Charlie. He deserved better. <laughs> I mean, he's back with somebody again and mm. stuff, but it's just like, I don't know. Jacob stripped in front of him, turned into a wolf. His world turned upside down. <laughs> yeah, right. He, he knows werewolves exist, but he's not aware of like what Bella's situation is. Even throughout the end of this movie, he's still unaware of what her situation is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just like, they should all just be dancing and happy at the end, like around Charlie's grave or something. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Poor Charlie. Horrifying. Uh, on his gravestone, it's just a mustache. <laughs> they just, they leave him behind so aggressively. It makes me sad. <laughs> I mean, at least he didn't have to, like, get told that Bella was dead and just, like, ruin his oh, life. That would have been infinitely yeah. worse. So, yeah. He would have, like, gone through, like, a horrible decline if that happened. <laughs> I yeah. would watch that spinoff, honestly. He becomes like an alcoholic detective, and he Ooh. knows werewolves exist, and he's just like, I guess monsters are real. What do I care? My daughter's dead. And then we have the big twist in season three reveals when Bella comes back to Forks. He oh, becomes Van Helsing. He beca- yes. <laughs> okay, wait. I have to say, I was, I've been listening to your guys' Twilight series oh. here, and I was... So, like, ready to defend Connery because I love Van Helsing. It's one of my favorite vampire movies. And you guys were just, like, shitting on him for it. And then, all of a sudden, third episode, he turns coat and agrees with you guys that it's a bad movie. And I was listening. I felt so betrayed. So I just have to... When was the last time you watched that movie? Because I watched... Three years ago. Oh, wow. Okay, three years ago. So yours is fresher than mine ever was, where... I sat there. She's more committed. <laughs> where I, I watched the movie again with Tyler and Jacob. Tyler left halfway through because he was just like, I can't oh. do this anymore. Like, I, <laughs> I never leave. I never leave in a yeah, movie. Never ever. Oh. And I even, okay, I think maybe <laughs> I'm, I'm just getting worse at that because I would almost always sit through movies, but I'll get to it. But I tried to watch Abduction today after watching Breaking Dawn Part 2, <laughs> the Taylor Lautner vehicle Abduction. Oh. I, I remember that. that. Continue, Connery. <laughs> Keep defending your defense of not liking Van Helsing, but maybe now you do again. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no. Now that you know that you're not alone in the world, maybe you'll I'm going back. to kind of like pair it if, if you guys will. But Tyler left halfway through because he was like, oh, I think, uh, man, I think Lily's expecting me, so I got to go home now. <laughs> so he just, he just <laughs> yeah, that's ditched. what I said. <laughs> he just ditched me. I jumped through the window. <laughs> okay, he stopped through Pilgrim. my screen glass window. Okay, I think I love Van Helsing the same way I love Batman and Robin. 
Robin. Mm. Like, I recognize it's not a great movie, but I still have so much fun watching it. There's, like, lots of things I like about it. The music is great. The werewolf design is pretty cool. I agree. When he's, like, tearing his skin Mm -hmm. off and stuff. That's so (laughs) sick. I think even the Frankenstein monster, which, like, that's hard to not make look cheesy. I think he looked pretty cool. Like, Like, he was kind of scary. the valleys of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. (laughs) Apparently him and Hugh Jackman, like the actor who plays Frankenstein's monster and Hugh Jackman were in Oklahoma together before this. I believe that. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, but wait, how I would have given my left leg for a dark cinematic universe that featured Hugh Jackman's Van Helsing and (laughs) defraces the mummy, like... (laughs) That would have been the best. That would have been actually pretty cool. I feel like if they made it during that time, the Dark Cinematic Universe would have taken off really quick. Yeah. Because Brendan Fraser's is like a magnet of a personality. He's awesome. And Hugh Jackman as Van Helsing would have been really great. And and Blade's there. Blade could be there. I mean, why not at this point? <laughs> Sean Connery. Sean Connery is the opium-addicted explorer man who comes back from the dead. It's great. <laughs> but I, I guess my point is, Alyssa, I do agree. I still think the monster design in Van Helsing is incredible and really really great like I love the monster design still and that's probably the thing that made me like the movie to begin with but sitting there and watching the plot happen to me I was like yeah the plot (laughs) isn't good it's really silly and dumb but the monster design and the aesthetic I'm still very much like I like this yeah like I like the world that it created I'm not saying it's a great movie but I think it's a really fun exactly and the characters the characters Mm -hmm. are fun the aesthetic in the world they make is great I just when the woman dies in the end, I was just like, she's dead. She's really dead. And then Jacob was sitting there. And he was like, yeah, she does. I was like, fuck this movie. <laughs> Spoilers for Van Helsing. Oh, no. Oh, no. Jeez. <laughs> I ruined another I one. I can't watch it now. <laughs> when she dies, does she land on his face with her crotch again? <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he gently hits her and she goes flying and dies on a fainting couch. <laughs> or is there like a fun callback where Frankenstein falls on him with his crotch? <laughs> See, that would be kind of of funny if Frankenstein like la- his crotch landed on Hugh Jackman's face and he was like hey and Frankenstein was like Ooh. <laughs> and hey. then they do that scene from Young Frankenstein where they're dancing and putting on the put on yeah. the roots <laughs> or that part in I Frankenstein where uh, I-, I don't know what happens in I Frankenstein <laughs> well sorry I thought I turned to the vampire side Alyssa I'm, I'm now against Van Helsing but I remember t- Dang it. I remember Chessa was even like I remember liking Van Helsing so I'm like oh I guess I'm just a jerk now <laughs> speaking of vampires there's my transition yeah. the easiest of transitions ever Alyssa what's your relationship with the Twilight movies in general I know you were oh god I almost said you're vamping to get on here <laughs> oh that was not on purpose i'm sorry it wasn't intentional i know you really wanted to do one of these episodes yeah so here's the thing after listening to like the rest of these episodes you could have, you could have it changed made me your mind realize... if that's what you're saying <laughs> no no it made me realize like how much of not a fan i was like i was like oh yeah i'll be like a wealth of knowledge and then like everyone you've had so far has just been pulling out all these facts that I'm like oh my god I had no idea I completely forgot about that because I think I oversold how much of a Twilight fan I was based on the fact that I'd seen the first one like 15 times but what I left out was that it was on a bet that I saw it that many times and I worked at the movie theater also and so I didn't pay for any of those viewings nice Mm. yeah I don't know like I guess my whole thing with Twilight was me and my friend 
kind of liked it ironically, quote unquote, like everything about it was because we thought it was funny. But at the end of the day, like we were there at the midnight premieres still. We're still like waiting in line with people. I still read all the books. I'm still at Hot Topic buying Alice's necklace, but it's <laughs> ironic. It's funny. Yeah, it's ironic. I'm ironically yeah. in love with this franchise. <laughs> right, yeah. Like I remember all the girls screaming for like Edward or Jacob, like as soon as it would show them on screen. <laughs> My friend and I like cheered for Billy Black when it showed him on screen. And we tried to get like nice. a cheer going for him. He's just like watching football. And, like, yeah, yeah. Billy Black, <laughs> Billy Black. So that's, I mean, like, that's the extent of it. I don't know. I genuinely, at this point, it's so muddled in my head that I don't know if I like it or not. But I have watched it all. I've read it all. I had a little bit of merch. Well, we can parse through that today. Thank you. Actually, yeah, this is therapy for me. This is therapy. <laughs> all right, you have 30 minutes. It'll be $400. <laughs> we need money. Tyler was saying we need to hire an editor. So please, $400. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what what now, Tyler? What are we doing? <laughs> I just need a second to gather myself. I mean, we can keep stalling if you want. You can ask me about what I've been watching or reading lately. Oh, yeah. Hey, that's the normal transition of this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I've just lost my mind. <laughs> Alyssa, what's new with you? Well, I'm glad that you asked, Tyler. <laughs> I have recently finished reading the first book of the Mistborn series. Mm which is so good. If I could describe it, it's like an Ocean's Eleven type heist, but it's in a fantasy setting. And the heist is overthrowing this evil immortal ruler that's been ruling the lands for a thousand years and is basically a god at this point. It's me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And like the magic system is super cool and it's like a young female protagonist, but it's a trilogy. So I finished the first one and I'm starting the second one now, but really good. Mistborn, Brian Sanderson. Highly recommend. Nice. Is are there any uh, are there any gorillas in it? <laughs> what? Gorillas in the Mistborn. Gorillas in the mist. Okay, <laughs> oh, good no, one. Oh my god. Jeez, that was a re- hey. good catch, Alyssa. Good catch. <laughs> <laughs> I saw what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on top of my game today. <laughs> Connery, what about you? What's what, new? What's new? Um, I've been playing the Phoenix Wright games for a little bit now, and I'm enjoying them probably far more than I should. And they're really, really fun. Um, I think they're on Switch. They're on PS4. I'm playing it on PC right now because I have a new PC, and I'm very excited to just like put games on it. So I've just been playing those. It's like a narrative-driven lawyer game where you play the defense to these like really weird set of characters and i'm honestly having a blast i don't think i'm a very good prosecutor because i have to look up a lot of the information online but i am still having fun because it feels more like an interactive novel video game to me and it's it's, it's been really fun i've been enjoying myself because it's fun and stupid i like those type of games because i feel like i can't lose them as easily exactly yeah it feels like re- you'd have to actively try to lose in like a game like that it's it's a lot less pressure mm-hmm. yeah that's what i've been pretty much doing tyler what have you been doing my dude i don't even know (laughs) (laughs) i so like i feel like i'm slowly coming back to life 20 minutes into this that's good like bella as if i was bit by a bunch of vampires after having a horrible birthing sequence one vampire a bunch of times (laughs) there's a cg baby in the corner of my home leering at you (laughs) at least it's not that scary animatronic they didn't put in in oh my god when you showed me that i was 
horrified. Like, poor the woman who plays Rosalie, I was like, how terrifying to hold that monstrosity in your arms. We'll get to Alyssa, it. Alyssa, have we'll you seen it, but, uh, have you seen that, Tally? Did you share that with her? No. I think but... I've seen it. I, I think I saw it a few years ago. Oh. It's yeah. mortifying, isn't it? And like you you don't think it could get worse than the CGI baby, <laughs> yeah. but it could. It absolutely Yeah, it's could. it's horrible. Anyway, Tyler, please. <laughs> yeah, so I'll come back to it. I don't know what I've been doing, but I did watch a movie today about, you know, I, I more and more, I, I don't want this just to sound like a plug, but I more and more enjoy Amazon Prime's like catalog of <laughs> movies because in terms of like, like, it really seems like a lot of different streaming apps have like their thing, you know, and it seems to be like Prime is like my go-to place for movies <laughs> I've never heard of yeah. <laughs> that like seem like there will be probably like okay at best. So I've been doing that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so I just watched it just popped up on my feed or whatever Bartleby it's from 2001 and it stars Crispin Glover it's uh, it's like based on Herman Melville's short story Bartleby the Scrivener which I remember reading in high school and like really enjoyed and was just kind of like always fascinated by that story even though I didn't fully like process its themes and stuff but I don't know I thought that movie was really good what is a Scrivener yeah, <laughs> I, I don't even know. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> like a writer, a clerk, I guess, because the original thing takes place on like Wall Street in like the mid 1800s. So it's just an outdated okay. word. Oh, got it. Crispin Glover plays Bartleby and basically like he's basically like this worker who's just like very like he's almost like a robot man. And then he just eventually decides to not do any work. It's just like the main thing from the story is just he always goes, I would prefer not to whenever his boss asks him to do anything. I not to. <laughs> and it's not like, it's not even in any like emotional uh, defiance or anything. He's just like slowly shutting down as a human being. <laughs> when he was, I like, know that there. feeling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's like a very isolating movie and everything. Uh, David Pamer is like the main character you kind of follow along and he like bounces off of Crispin Glover's mm-hmm. Bartleby. It's only like an hour and a half long. You know, it's like kind of like a low budget indie movie. I, I really enjoyed it. So I was already, you know, maybe I'm partial because I read the short story. I'm sure you could find it online somewhere. And I'm very more partial to Crispin Glover than probably like 98% of people. <laughs> I just really like appreciate his acting style, even though it's very strange, like all the time. But yeah, Bartleby is on Amazon Prime. So you can check that out. That's about it. It's time to talk about the last Twilight movie, dude. Dun 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 dun. I I I feel like I was doing like some other movie logo thing, but I was trying to sing Bella's Lullaby. I was also doing it. How does Bella's Lullaby go? Dun dun dun. Do do do. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. I, I lost it. No, it, I, I don't know it anymore. It's gone. There it is. There it is. There it is. That's. Oh, yeah. Something yeah, like there that. it is. That's how it goes. <laughs> yeah, you all know now. Dun, 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 dun. There it is. But yes, here we are on the precipice of this franchise. <laughs> And the physical precipice of Rami Malek blowing up the world with all of his avatar powers. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> yes, here we are. We're at the end of it. And I guess we'll just start talking about it. My transitions are terrible today. I don't know what's wrong it, with you me. You know what? In fairness, it's like it's hard to talk about this movie because nothing happens. It's like yeah. it's so boring. It's so incredibly just like I remember back when <laughs> I found out that they were going to be splitting it into two movies and I had read the book and nothing happened in the book. <laughs> so I was like, how are they making enough content out of it to split it 
into two different movies. And like you guys saw, the first movie was essentially just their honeymoon mm-hmm. was the entire movie. And then the second movie, it's them preparing for this thing that might happen at the this end. This thing that doesn't happen. <laughs> this thing that doesn't happen, exactly. And yeah, it's it's just, for me, like, if I could define this movie in two words, it is cop out. Cop out. Every, oh. In every single way. I thought you were going to say not good. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Doofa doofa. I was sad, more satisfied with the ending of this whole series in this movie than I was with something like Hunger Games, perhaps, mm-hmm. where I feel like her and PETA feels like very forced. Yeah. Yeah, just like the ending of that feels like really rushed and everything. And this feels a lot more natural. And it's like, oh, yeah, this is at the end of the day what this whole thing was like. Like you mentioned last episode, Connery, like like the subgenre of this at the very least keeps changing mm-hmm. per movie and it just really threw you for a loop. And like me too, like I didn't know what to expect each time. <laughs> this one kind of like returned to home or something, at least like to the first movie first two movies or whatever where it's more like yes there's a huge battle that may or may not happen i mean it doesn't, it doesn't. happen i guess but at the end of the day it's just about like bella and edward and everything else is just like an extension yeah of it, it feels it's the romance the romance theme returns to or the romance genre returns to the movie yeah. in a very intense way just like they return to that flower field every single time. yeah and <laughs> going back to that in the end it, i i will say when you said this movie makes you feel like it wrapped up a more satisfying way than the hunger games i heartily agree with you in that sense because when they were in that field in the end when she gave him that montage with one step closer playing in the background i i, <laughs> I, I was like this feels so earned and i i felt very like content at the end of all of it yeah just it, it wrapped up a lot better oh yeah i was just gonna say there that being said like i was satisfied with the very end of this movie but i feel like the first half it's like the inverse of breaking down part Mm -hmm. one where i feel like the begin first half of this is kind of like a slog and they just keep introducing more and more characters and it's like here's here's jim bob the vampire here's willis here's here's thranduil the vampire like oh my favorite oh my god he's so hot they assemble the vampires like that's what they do they're the vampire avengers that they assemble throughout the course of this movie that is half the movie is that that happening but i kind of like how it ends up being anticlimactic because of that (laughs) it was honestly like nice but yeah okay so like the first half of this movie i guess we just start getting into it a bit but Yes, they introduce so many new characters on both sides, the Volturi and like the good vampires or whatever, including two vampires that say "Opa" when they. I'm jump so around. glad you caught that side from Minosaur. The vampires <laughs> that scream "Opa." <laughs> the Romanian vampires. I think so. Yes, Vladimir yeah. and Stefan. Yes, exactly. They were like the most cartoonish vampires in this entire series, though. But I kind of liked it. Obviously, I liked Van Helsing. <laughs> like Van Helsing. Yeah, they were the most cartoonish. I was only, my only rebuttal was like the Amazonian vampires. Oh, Tyra like, Banks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much high fashion Amazon. I was terrified of her. I was like, that stare is a lot. She's just like hardcore. Yeah. Also, t- uh, Turin was so mad that like all of the vampires are so hot and beautiful except for the Irish man. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's just like this like schlubby. <laughs> Middle-aged. <laughs> I sent him that message or whatever, and I was just like, turn! And then just sent him a picture of, like, the Irish vampire with, like, that cap and a green sweater and everything. Sweater, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. yeah, that was upsetting. Uh, He's, like, the not hot one of, the like, the bunch of them. <laughs> of, of, like, the entire series. Yeah. Every vampire is hot. Like, that's the whole thing, too, is... 
in the books, Bella is supposed to be like, I don't know, 20% hotter after she gets turned into a vampire. It like changes your features, like makes them sharper and Mm. stuff. And so that's why like Charlie is supposed to be like, you look like you, but not like you. Except like in the movie, it looked exactly like her because- Sarah, I was was like, she looks exactly like her. I don't know what you're talking about. Maybe she's a little paler. (laughs) That's why she always has to wear it like a- like a club dress now instead of like yeah. <laughs> instead of flannels. Yeah, when she hunted that cougar, I was like, give her some jeans or something, like a little bit more mobility. She's gonna rip oh. that dress in half. I already forgot about the cougar because the whole thing was just like, okay, so her being a vegetarian, I guess, when you're looking at lore or whatever of this, like the context, it's like, okay, it makes sense because she's a vegetarian vampire. That's why they're. I didn't realize until this movie that they're, the vegetarian vampires have yellow eyes mm-hmm. and the ones that drink human blood have yeah. red eyes i never made that distinction until now <laughs> yeah so i'm just like well she's a vegetarian she can't just kill because she's looking at the deer i'm like is she gonna kill a deer and then she's like just kills the cougar instead i'm like she still killed an animal i thought she was a vegetarian but i guess there's no like true vegetarian vampire like you can't like you can't suck like broccoli blood i guess or i'm so surprised this whole series that she is so easily able to become uh, a vegetarian vampire really quick and easily okay so that's the whole thing too i remember reading the book there was way more hype built around like when you're a newborn probably for the first 10 years you are not going to be able to control yourself you're probably barely going to be able to like even look at edward the same you're not even gonna want to be around edward you're not going to care you won't be yourself yeah. and then like she was instantly herself and i guess their whole thing was because she's a shield so like I don't I don't know I, I thought that was kind of lame. I, it was a cop out. Yeah, it, it's a cop out. Exactly. I feel I feel that too because I, I was watching this movie. I'm like, where's the consequence for Bella becoming a vampire? I was waiting for like none. Edward told her a hundred times, and even in the movie series, that like your human emotions will be gone. You won't be the same. Your soul will be gone, basically. And I was like, yeah. all right, we're gonna feel that right now. Nope. And she she's the same. She's just Bella. It it doesn't really she change fine. or differ in any way. She wins arm wrestles. Yeah, she now. she can win arm wrestling matches against Emmett now. <laughs> it's it's just it it feels really. I feel cheated to be totally honest. I thought that like Carlisle would have to be like, here's like a blood pack that we were feeding you when you were pregnant with Renesme. Like suck on this for a little while until we can kind of get this under control. I thought her meeting with Charlie would be a lot more dramatic and intense with like her really fighting. <laughs> her urges to like no. eat him but it, it's not it's it, every, everything's just fine you know it's whatever like it's not a big deal at all turns out my whole lesson learned from this movie is like being a vampire is great there's no consequences everything's fine no matter what you do <laughs> exactly before we get more into it i have a few just like minor production notes i was just watching an interview with bill condon i think it was actually part one like to my point of like all the movies in this uh, franchise having like different tones mm. basically <laughs> Uh, he was saying he liked that and how many like different directors there are mm. that they like allowed them to have the freedom to put their own mark on it. So that's why he was interested in doing Twilight. So you definitely see it with like all the melodrama and yes. everything. But apparently every song uh, on the soundtrack is original for this movie. There weren't any like songs that they took from anything else. So the main single was The Forgotten by Green Day, oh. <laughs> which I don't even... I don't even remember when that was in the movie. Was that even in the movie? I heard it in the credits. I didn't oh, okay. hear it in the movie. I actually really love that Passion Pit song in the very beginning. That, like, yeah. as soon as she opens her mm. eyes. It's so good. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, throughout this whole franchise, it's been very consistently 
good music. My main complaint probably throughout is maybe just the music, like the, not the soundtrack, but the score in Eclipse, which mm. uh, I touched on in that episode, just because it's like, that movie's a, like a little too war epic-y. Yeah. <laughs> and mm. it sounds like orc music, but I like... <laughs> I like the rest of the music. They, they have Hase Nase music playing it during the war scene. With like, for some fun to suffer, but <laughs> so Yeah, where they're like fighting each other in like the imaginary <laughs> battle. And they're like, suffer, Santa. <laughs> like, that's all happening. Like, this is a lot. Man, I totally thought that was real. <laughs> I, I did oh, too. Man. I was really excited because every death carried so much for me where I was like, oh no, Seth died. And I was like, I know what his wolf form looks like. What is that? <laughs> So that was, I think, uh, your new moon guest epiphany. She touched on this in theaters. Like I, I, I saw it at midnight. Ironically, um, but you don't have <laughs> to say that. Say you no, did it for real. We I know. saw it. Okay, I went and saw it at midnight, and I liked it. <laughs> I'd read the book, and in the book, the it happens the same way, where like Alice comes out and she like gives him her hand or whatever, and then like there's just kind of a pause. And then it goes straight to Alice being like, that's your future. That's what's going to happen. But in the book, we never see any, like, fake battle. There's nothing like that. It literally just skips straight to them being like, okay, let's peace out of here. So in theaters, when he freaking snaps Carlisle's head (gasps) off, like, we lost it. We were all screaming. We're like, what is happening? And then they start tearing, (laughs) like, other heads off. And I was like, holy hell. This movie took a turn. Yeah, I was so excited. I was like, oh my gosh, like this is the thing where everything matters. Like this is it. Like this is the moment where like the world changes and the Volteri die yeah. and like the Colons will never be the same because like the dad, they're, they're, they're what's called their vampire like pack leader is dead. And Jacob's like two, his, his pack is gone basically. Oh my god, that like snap of the wolf neck with like the squeal yeah. and like oh my god. That I, I was like cried. I know, I, me too. I was freaking out. I was like I was like <laughs> everything is going to change. This is so cool and interesting how like their world is going to be so different. And then when mm-hmm. it just all ended and, and it zooms out and Alice is like that's what would happen. You would die. <laughs> and I'm like oh. I was so disappointed. Yeah. I was like, what does the world look like without the Volteri? Like, do Edward and Bella assume power? Does, like, what goes on? <laughs> like, what becomes the new focal center of vampires? And I agree with you fully, Lisa. This movie is just a complete cop-out to me. It's it's so, such a bummer. Mm-hmm. No, I like it. You like oh. it? <laughs> I like all that. I uh, have my entire can... list of cop-outs that we can go through <laughs> at the end if you want. Well, are we talking about, like, the big battle right now, or are we going through this in some sort of chronological way what do you want to do i don't care either way but i almost feel like we did go through it we said all these vampires showed up and then the big battle <laughs> happened which is exactly how the movie right. there's some <laughs> there's some stuff like i like when bella's we're saying when she's hunting the cougar when she's just running through the woods and everything <laughs> and she mountain climbs up up the mountain with like digging her hands <laughs> yeah that's kind of horrifying looking just like her scrambling up the side she wants to eat free solo. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. We definitely skipped a lot of stuff from the beginning of this movie. Oh, fully, yeah. Yeah, there's the whole sequence about like the immortal children. I like mm-hmm. that. It kind of reminds me of like Interview with the Vampire then with uh, Kirsten Dunst. Yes. And oh, how yeah. she's like a kid and she's just trapped in this kid body with like a kid temperament mm-hmm. and killing shit. Yeah, I like that a lot when they're like, oh, hey, kid vampires exist and they throw a tantrum they murder an entire town. There's stuff like that where I'm like, keep 
this. Like, I want more stuff like this, where it's, like, really hard to keep, like, the secret of vampires buried. Especially with, like, vampire kids that, like, killed all the vampire kids because they were just, like, monsters. <laughs> Dakota Fanning just, like, yeets that baby into the fire. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Bye. The, like, prop, the prop child with, like, his straw bolt cut. <laughs> she, she does just straight yeet the baby. Like. I, I had to rewatch it, like, three times. Yeah, I, we did, too. Lily was just, like, dying watching. There's, like, the the return of, like, vampires instantaneously igniting returns super hard in this movie where, like, you touch them with fire and they just go, whoosh! Oh, yeah, very flammable. Also, I felt like their necks snap a lot easier. Mm. Like, in the first one, they have to, like, hold them down, like, three of them, while one of them struggles to rip James's head off. And this, it's like, oh, let me just, like, crack this soda open. Yeah, Edward straight, like... Straight, like, torques a guy's head off by, like, flipping him backwards and his, like, headless body is just flopping around because it just, like, he throws it so far. It's really great. It's fantastic. It's, the, the whole thing is just, it's just a lot. Yeah. Should we talk about um, Jacob imprinting on little baby Renesme? Absolutely. That's in the first half. I hate it. I hate it, too. It's gross. There's no way to look at it without it looking like him grooming her yeah. for, like, later. Like, I want to keep her safe so I can marry her, like, down the line. Like, I don't know. It's exactly that. Like, Bella has the <laughs> correct response, throwing him out of her home. Absolutely. I was like, break his back. Like, beat the shit out of this dude. Like, he's a pedophile and a creep and a bad man. Yeah. Like, really get rid of this stooge. <laughs> I remember in the book, they kind of set a precedent for it where it's like one of the other guys had imprinted on like a younger girl or kid or whatever. And it's still gross. They like really, I know they really depicted it as like, he was like her brother and like caring for her like a brother, but it's like, okay, but eventually y'all gonna fuck. Thank you, Alyssa. That's my thoughts. I'm like, it doesn't matter because it has an ulterior motive. It's not like there's no loyalty. There's no like. It's not brotherhood. It's I am grooming you to eventually have sex with you. Yeah. Yeah. The only, like, I was talking to Lily about it, and the only way that she could, there's no way to rationalize it, but she's saying the only answer to that is that, like, her her perspective is just bad writing. Like, she just wrote herself into a corner. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. Stephanie Meyer wrote herself into a corner, and it's just like, she decided to go with that, and it's just like, well, that's there forever. I don't know what to do with it. (laughs) Because it was her cop-out, so that... Kristen Stewart, or I mean Bella, would not have to feel these like pulling emotions toward Jacob anymore. Like in the book, it was like those feelings were gone because that part of her that loved Jacob was born out in Renesmee. And so those <sighs> feelings were gone. And so that was her kind of way of being like, now she doesn't have to feel like she, like, did she choose wrong? Because the feelings are just completely That's gone. That's crazy because, though. Like she yeah. birthed her feelings out into her child. Yeah. Like, what is that? Yeah. I don't know. It's a cop-out. Connery is a (laughs) cop-out. It would be great if she could, like, translate her feelings into something else so that Jacob fell in love with, like, a lizard instead or something. (laughs) (laughs) And so the wolf fell in love with the lizard. (laughs) Put that on a cake. (laughs) Or just, like, accelerate the aging process of Renesmee and make her, like, an 18, 19, whatever-year-old woman at like the big battle and have like Jacob be like, yeah, I'm in love with her. And then Bella be like, well, she's 19, I guess technically whatever. That was the other thing too. When like the guy shows up and she, and Bella's like, how old are you? Or like, when did you reach maturity? Like, maturity? And he was like, I, 
I think I was seven. Yeah. When I like was full grown. So does that mean she's going to be like full grown body, but still like she's only been alive for seven years. Yeah, The mentality of a seven year old, basically it's, it's still right. grooming basically. Yeah. Like you have a full grown body, but like you have the brain of a seven year old. It's still bad. Yeah, absolutely. Unless <laughs> vampire brains grow like, like the galaxy brain meme or something, but yeah, they try it. really hard to make her seem like a prodigy with her, like just retaining information, just being like hyper intelligent and like playing piano after hearing a song once it's, I don't know. They yeah. they try really, really, really hard in this movie to make it seem like to make it okay. to make it okay. Exactly, Alyssa. To make everything like okay with this situation, it, it's just still not. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just inexcusable. I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> it's just like I don't know what to say. Sorry, sorry for if if anybody out there has a logical reasoning for this uh, or anything that makes any kind of sense. Please, please let us know. Well, let's we'll read it out on the next thing, but I, I doubt we will, honestly. <laughs> I think she just really wanted to make you feel like Jacob isn't the loser here. Like he won in the end. Like he got he got his happy ending too. I I don't know. I think I think you're right in that sense, Alyssa. That like, she wanted to give him a happy ending at least, or be like, hey, he got a consolation prize in the form of Bella's daughter. It's bad <laughs> to me. I I don't like it. It's, and yeah, there's no reason he couldn't have just imprinted with another uh, person, like a, another anybody, anybody. Any, honestly. Else, yeah. I mean, I think. Both Haley and Chessa and Epiphany have said, like, werewolf mm-hmm. apparently um, imprinting. It, it's not a forcive thing. It just happens, apparently. Yeah, like, they can't make it happen. I would have liked if he imprinted on another, like, one of the vampires that came to town or something. That would have been great. Because they're immortal and he's immortal. And that would have been cool because then he'd be like, okay, I guess I love a vampire too now. So I understand. Yeah, Bella. it's like, yeah, you can't just make it happen in the story context but you know who can just make it happen the writer of the story <laughs> like it's fully in her control to do that and uh, i get i get the the reasoning like you said it's so that bella and jacob have no feelings for each other anymore yeah but it's just like because I, I guess because like we're saying too it's like the perfect romance between her and edward so it's like she kind of i'm guessing wants to wrap everything into a really neat bow like that because it's going to say like her feelings for jacob would probably just like fade away eventually after like yeah she's a teenage girl yeah. they'll fade away <laughs> being with edward and like being married to him and having a child with him and everything <laughs> like i don't know like it would at least fade a bit i would yeah. think but who knows but it's also just she can write whatever she wants i guess so it doesn't matter <laughs> i i wanted to touch back all the way back in new moon i talked about how i wanted jacob to like heat up and steam when he turned into a werewolf and he <laughs> does that he does it in this movie in front of charlie before he turns into a you see steam coming off his body and then he turns oh, yeah. into oh, a werewolf that was, yeah that scene was steamy all right <laughs> <laughs> Char- charlie was really letting that happen like he was letting that go on for yeah long. i thought when he's i know he kind of tried to shut it down but then he was like all right well this is happening and like turned back to face yeah, when he stripped down to his underwear i thought he was gonna like hold his hand out to like, like cover his face and be like what the hell are you doing dude like really? he should have done a little bit more but he was just like at, at the very least like just neutral he's just like all right stop uh you can stop now and then she was like your world's about to change forever man as he unbuckles his <laughs> pants and pulls him down <laughs> he's like no it's not <laughs> i was also confused by that i'm just like why did jacob even turn into a wolf if charlie doesn't even know that bella's a vampire but then lily was saying that uh it's kind of like to get the the heat off of bella 
for like what's yeah. wrong with her. It, it was, was like, kind of mm. trying to be like, there's supernatural shit in the world. I thought he was just being a piece yeah. of shit and like upending Bella's choice to tell him or not and just kind of forcing her to tell him kind of. I think it was both. Like he was trying to help by like showing him in a way, but it's like nobody asked Jacob to yeah, do it that. Yeah, it like wasn't his you know. decision to make and he does it. And I was just kind of like, to me, it felt out of line. Like if I was Bella again, I'd be like, "This is like your third, the second or second to third strike," and be like, "Get out of my life!" Because you tell my dad this when it should be my responsibility to do that or not. Yeah, honestly, Jacob. Like, what if their relationship was bad and like Bella did say, "Get out of my life"? Like, would he come one day back to reclaim like Renesme because he imprinted <laughs> on her? Like, he has all of the vibes of a of, of villain, you know, like a creepy. <laughs> he try like in my like fantasy version, she absolutely rejects him and is like you're a bad person like go away like i don't need you to be here for this and i could just talk to paul to like get everybody and he'd do it and if anything i just like be like renee's many things of you as a monster you stalk her you like follow her around you're just like a dirty creep dude kind of like edward was to kind of like edward was to bella (laughs) except like the the reciprocate like the feelings can't be reciprocated because she's a baby or a toddler man jacob just bum me out man that being said i think we've covered the base of all the like the weird creepy stuff in this movie between Okay, well, I mean, like, you know, between her and Jacob, at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I feel yeah. like we can leave it behind us now. I'm glad we talked about it and, like, got that skeleton out of the closet or whatever. <laughs> I'm going to mix metaphors and sweep it under the rug. <laughs> we swept the skeleton under the rug. We punched it a, bu- a bunch of times <laughs> and hit it while it was still un- under the rug. You definitely won't see that skeleton underneath the rug. <laughs> <laughs> it's just disintegrated. Uh, we should still talk a little bit about Renesme because yeah. I want to be done with that too. Let's, let's do it. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about Renesme. But I have, I have a note here that's all in caps in my notes, and it says, "Ah, uh, <laughs> it's like twenty H's because that's what I did when uh, I saw baby when I saw her face." Uh, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I believe her. that's what the song that Jacob played in his head when he saw her. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> Yeah, the CG, like, I, uh, everyone has always told me that the CG in this movie is bad. I'm like, okay, like, how bad could it be? Like, Tron Legacy, that's something I could live with. Like, I like Tron Legacy. The CG for, like, DH Jeff Bridges isn't very good at that time, but that's o- it's okay, I think. It's livable, but this was just terrifying. Yeah, it's pretty monstrous. <laughs> so. It's like, why didn't they just use a normal baby? Like, we would have believed you if you said, this is her now. Like, it's you didn't need to CGI the face on for us at every step. Like, we would have just, as the audience, been like, okay, of course you couldn't find, you know, five identical (laughs) actors of slightly different ages. We would have been on board with that. Yeah, babies can grow into whatever. Like, seriously, Alyssa, you're totally right. Like, if they just showed me a baby and then just grew into that toddler, I'd be like, yeah, sure. Fine. Like, I accept yeah. that. The thing is, like, so they, okay, so, yeah, let's bring up the animatronic, too, but they used a horrifying <laughs> animatronic for a while, but they also used three babies, I think, or oh. a few three-week-old babies for this, like, real ones, <laughs> real humans, and then, uh, there was, like, 13 different people, something, oh, 10 actresses, sorry, portrayed Renesme. Oh. says in the IMDb, like, oh production God. notes. So it's like, they didn't even need to put the CG on their faces, like, you know, just cast someone that looked... It's like a lot of scenes, like in movies nowadays, where they do de-age a lot of people. And it's just like, you could just, you know, cast a younger actor, too. Like, that's still an option. Like, the audience is understanding. 
Exactly. Yeah, it's like, what? A different actor? What is <laughs> Especially this? with the buildup of seeing Renesmee as an adult just once in this movie. Well, but in, like, the kid, I don't know. Even when, like, Renesmee is the same age as the actor that they CGI'd the face on, it still looks CGI'd. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't look like yeah. a normal human still. I don't, I don't know. I couldn't place yeah. it. There's a shot when she's, like, five or something, and that's also still CG and terrifying. Mm-hmm. And then I think at the end, I think by the time of the final battle... I think yeah. that's just like actually Mackenzie Foy. Yeah. yeah. Should we talk about the Vampire Avengers assembling? Well, they go to Alaska first. You're right. Oh yeah, there's just the whole weird thing with like Arena and like I just didn't get it. Like I don't know. It just feels forced. Like she doesn't just talk to somebody like, "Hey, we're all vampires here. Let's talk about it." But she just yeah. like gets freaked out and runs away. I think like okay, if I could describe how I like the impression I got from the book was that making an immortal child is like the worst crime of all like it would be like witnessing i don't know like a 18 year old werewolf like falling in love with a baby like you would go tell somebody about it you wouldn't like go up and be like hey am i seeing this right like you would leave and go tell somebody like it was that bad okay it's it's like a knee-jerk reaction deal right and she has like it's so emotionally ingrained because it's the reason her mom Mm. died and so it's like, I don't know, there's a lot. But still, it was very much like, she could have told anyone else. She could have told her sisters. I don't know. Yeah. it's de- But it definitely feels like a lot. Her just like being a narc and just going up to the vampire Volteri and being like, um, they made a vampire baby without like, and they're cousins, like they're family. It, it's, it's different. Mm-hmm. Like you should go up to them and be like, is this what's happening? Like, what'd you guys do? Like, they're family. I. I, I don't know yeah. how vampire family works, I guess, in this universe, but <laughs> if if, they're, if you're my family, I'm probably going to go up to you and be like, did you actually do this thing that I saw you do? And I would expect some kind of explanation. If I'm not satisfied with it, I might go to the authority in that situation, but, yeah, you know. Apparently, they, like, just drove to Alaska or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Time passes very quickly. Yeah, fast movie. travel is alive and well in the Twilight series. Like, it's just a consistent thing that they can travel to destinations in no time. Just, like, the entire Volturi, are we, like, assuming they ran from Italy? Like, they crossed I think so, because the way they <laughs> ran away was, like, really fast. Like, I'm not, I, <laughs> I can't see them all, like, just getting on a plane together and, like... <laughs> What new movies are on in the mortal world, I wonder? <laughs> really laughed hard at when, when they all kind of showed up, when they all had to run away. I can imagine myself being like an evil Voltarian standing there and be like, I flew all the way from wherever <laughs> or ran all the way to here, and there's not going to be a battle? Why did you call me? This could have been like a Skype meeting, dude. I'm going to go home. This is stupid. Get your ducks in a row. I also loved how, like, impressive they looked, like, walking single file, and then, like, the wolves come out of the trees, and it's like, oh, this is epic, and then it, like, zooms out, and you see it from above, and it's, like, ten people, and you kind of lost its impact there. Totally right. It looks like an awesome army. Like, I remember when the wolves showed up, I actually got tingles. I was like, look at this crew. Like, everyone's here. This is, like, 50 people. Then I'm like, oh, no, this is, like, 15 people. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm, like, dragging against the natural flow of just us talking about the giant battle, so let's just get into it. I'm sorry. It's, like, the only big thing that happened, so I keep gravitating toward it. But Alice 
buys them a Shrek castle to live in. <laughs> she does. She buys them a little shack in the woods that they instantly have to move away from. Yep. You know, they bought this house, this like super expensive house, but Edward still couldn't buy Bella like a nice wedding ring. He's like, it's, it was my grandmother's wedding yeah. ring. Like the big chunky it's just, ring. It's ugly and gross and he should just buy her something that could be hers. Yeah. We've talked. I mean, we've talked about everything that I wrote down and made note of, other than Kristen Stewart having her sparkle moment where she gets to walk out into the sun, and like the sun hits her, and she's like, "I've never felt more alive." I guess I just, I just have one one thing before we just talk about the the giant battle is just. Your both of your personal feelings on every vampire basically being like an X Man, <laughs> where they have different powers. They like, all have so many powers. Yeah. So many powers to the point, like I already said, where Rami Malek is just Aang from like Avatar. He just can control <laughs> all the elements. He's just like for rigged. so long to do that, and even the main battle. I'm like, yeah. where was this? How come you just didn't do this at the start? <laughs> like, what are you doing, yeah. man? I mean, it was a dream sequence, anyway. Yeah. So yeah, I guess it didn't matter. <laughs> But, you can make fire. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, okay, so if your powers were directly kind of related to how you were as a person, like, what? who was he that he, like, now can control all of the elements? Um, He loved to swim in fires <laughs> and... Uh, fire and mud. He liked the... Yeah, he liked to roll in the mud. Um, I can only imagine he was a very, like, central person, like, very, like, very universal person, and I don't know. I, I really don't know. Like... I don't know how you could be blessed with that overpowered kind of ability where I was just like, he could sweep that entire Volteri army in like five seconds. Right. Like he could make tornadoes and shit. I remember in the book, like he, he can, oh my, there's no reason they all needed to be standing there. Like, having yeah, that discussion you know what Alyssa? he can make fire he literally makes fire <laughs> oh, in shit. that in that like fire camp sequence i'm like why yeah. is he just lobbing fireballs at these losers yeah i guess like johnny storm is the vampire's biggest weakness <laughs> and he is essentially johnny storm mixed with the avatar and i was i was, I was like yeah. he you have him you win <laughs> you win well they had to give the best powers to Academy Award winner Rami Malek. If anybody, it would be him. Is this his first movie or was he... pretty early on? He was in something yeah. else that I saw that was like yeah, around this time. Yeah, this is before Mr. Robot. Yeah, right. I had never like at the oh. time I had no <laughs> yeah. idea who he was. <laughs> That's what he is. He's in the Night at the Museum movies oh, as wow. like oh, King, King Tut he's or like, something. Yeah, uh. he's King Tut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pharaoh Ankh-Menra. Ankh Not King yeah. Tut, but so. yes, he's one of the. <laughs> He's one of the knights at the museum. He's one of the knights. <laughs> I remember seeing him in the second one. Oh, also, though, we didn't talk about Edward. I feel like finally kind of came to terms with being a vampire. He, like, turns to mm. Carlisle and he goes, yeah. I never thanked you, Carlisle, for giving me this extraordinary life. Yeah. And so I guess I guess he's okay with everything now. Yeah, I like that moment a lot. It's still, like, weird because, like, thanks for turning me into a vampire. But I guess that's the whole thing. But I, it was a nice moment because I feel like Carlisle doesn't get a lot to do in most he of these movies. <laughs> His, like, run to action in, the, in, like, the fake battle scene is, like, the most I've seen him, like, take action. And I was so... Mm -hmm excited at when they he does like a he does like a samurai fight yeah. with uh with yeah Aro. they do they do like, they like, like the slash run by <laughs> yeah oh shit i was really excited i was finally saying like good like carlisle's getting in the action like we get to see like the vampire coven leader like show what he's got and what he's got apparently <laughs> is a severed head i honestly i screeched in theater when that happened. <laughs> i screeched watching it 
I liked Carlisle a lot and was like, oh, he's actually dead? Like, crap. Like, that's one of the characters I actually, like, care about just because he seems mm-hmm. like a nice dude. But yeah. I also, <laughs> this is minor, but, like, you're talking about the flashback sequence with uh, Aro and the Volturi, like, <laughs> throwing a child into the fire. <laughs> Throw him into the fire! <laughs> uh, Aro's hair is all curly and nice, and now he can't, his hair is, like, straight in, like, present right. day. So, like, does he just have a, a straightener that he uses every morning? Probably. <laughs> He just has, it looks like he has big floppy, like, Labrador ears for hair now. Yeah, Aro, his eyes are really different. Like, the most vampires just red. His look like his pupil, his, like, irises have, like, burst and are, like, bleeding red into other parts of his eyes, so I thought was kind of cool. Hey, speaking of Aro. What was that? <laughs> Can you hear that? The little, was- like laugh screech excitement that he does oh what he's like i <laughs> can hear a human heart <laughs> did you write did you like actually <laughs> that record that? like yeah i recorded it i wish he was doing more stuff like this throughout the whole series like this is the only one where he really camps it up and like i feel like the whole time he knew what he was doing mm-hmm. being in these movies you know like he could be a fun campy character but i just wish he was even more like funky and campy in the in the first like three yeah movies. totally he would have been a lot more i think despisable and been like oh he's such a villain he'd be like it's just him laughing that she has a heartbeat i was like that's that's really great that he thinks it's so novel and laughs at it in the way that only he yeah, can the only he can this is when they're assembling all the vampires but i just wrote down that it just shows everyone's superpowers for 25 yeah. minutes as they're assembling <laughs> everybody mm-hmm. it's like man so much of it like a half an hour of this movie is just nothing like yeah I like that the vampires have different powers, all of them, but I would also be fine if they were just vampires. Like, it's not really necessary. Totally. I was really... But it's fun, I guess. It's fun, but it's really bizarre where I get to the point where I'm like, I thought vampire bodies would, like, kind of play off human attributes. And even with the girl with the lightning powers, I was like, it's kind of like nerve endings where electricity kind of shoots through them and make your body work. Hers are just, like, super exaggerated, and so she can use, like, electricity in her nerve endings to do that. I'm like, that's cool. It's interesting. The man who can produce darkness from his fingers, Avatar, it, <laughs> it, that's the point where I, where I say too far. Too far, sir. I think I wouldn't have minded the whole sequence of introducing the powers if it had ended up mattering. Mm-hmm. But, like, like I said, like, in the book, they didn't fight at all. So the whole, like, half the book was this buildup of introducing all these characters with powers. And then we never even got to see them. Like, at least with the fake battle, we got to see them used on screen. But, like, in the book, you don't see any of it. It's just, like, they can do this. And, like, that'll be important. But then it never, it never was. That must be so disappointing. I'd feel so ripped off. It was a big bummer. They, you know, a few of them used their powers in the sequence or whatever. Mm. I, I thought it was fine for what it was. Like, maybe I just don't have high standards for this series. But, like, just going through all of that, I feel like it was pretty rewarding. Because it gave you what I think people wanted. But also, that wasn't the actual reality of what happened. So, it did it both ways. And I know a lot mm-hmm. of people don't like that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Where it's like, they try to do it both ways. But... I liked it better. I liked it better that way than if they had just done what the book had done and just ended it with nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Stand around talking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like you have to do something if you're going to do uh-huh. this big budget movie. But Garrett is definitely my favorite vampire, Ooh. I think, in all Which of these. Which one is he? Yes. But like uh, Lee, Lee Pace. Pace. Eyebrow Daddy, as I yeah. like to call him. <laughs> the one that says, "I <laughs> what do you say? Like, I hated the first British invasion yeah. and I hate the second one even I'm more. I'm so glad you said I was literally about to bring him up. 
Uh, it's like, what is he talking about? I know. He's like, yeah. I hate Led Zeppelin because they're got like, things. I hate Brits. the Beatles. <laughs> I hate Led Zeppelin. He hates them all and he wants them all to die. And then later on, he's just he's just like the weirdest character, but it's also Lee Pace. And it's just like, what the hell? Like, it's just weird seeing him amongst a bunch of a huge group of other people because um, they're just like, yeah, just him and Rami Malek, basically, like where they ended up in their careers and everything. Like, I don't know. Lee Pace is in all the Hobbit movies and Guardians of the Galaxy. Best show ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, he was, that was before this, right? Yeah, because I was already in love with him when the, when this came out. <laughs> and uh, they're doing, <laughs> Jacob's like, oh, let's talk some vampire war stories. And Lee Pace <laughs> is just like, I almost bit Custer. It's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, what was even the, po- like, were you, it's just such the most, of all the times in American history to bring up, it's just a really confusing thing to bring a vampire into. Yeah, he, I, maybe it's like he wanted to kill Custer, but when, he, when you say bite to me, it kind of resonates as you were going to turn Custer. And I was like, I don't want an immortal General Custer, thank you. Yeah, wasn't Custer just like an idiot anyways? Because like, oh, we can take him. And then they just yeah, got like He was like the by. worst general. Or how about his very last line where he's like, woman, if we live through this, I'll follow you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's so he, weird and just he does he is doing the business i think better than anybody else like if yeah. you're gonna be a character introduced at one of 18 new characters introduced in the in the last movie he was memorable yeah he pops he's he's doing a great job considering everything the that they gave him <laughs> yeah you know? no he did great i have nothing yeah. against lee pace in this movie <laughs> he's good I think at this point we should just dissect the the battle scene because is there really <laughs> anything else to talk about at this point? Do you feel like we're anything important other than mm. Bella punching a bunch of rocks with her vampire powers early on? <laughs> with her little fisty cuff? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I'm good. Oh, okay. I have one thing that is just as weird as everything else where because more vampires showed up in Forks, more people are turning into wolves. Right. Yeah, that was always the thing is that that tribe develops like wolves to counter out however many vampires there are in the area. That's why they're all turning in the third one. Yeah, so I remember that from that movie, but then I just like the fact that they bring it up and then like that is what happens. It's like, I mean, it makes sense considering that's like a thing that happens, but <laughs> it's just Jacob is just even more of a morally bankrupt character because yeah. he's like, good, all the young children of my family are turning into <laughs> werewolves to fight. Yes, I shall ch- send my child soldiers to protect my child I'm bride. So, I'm oh, so glad Jacob. you said that because I have that written down in my notes of being like, well, Jacob just recruits child soldiers to come to his cause. Terrible. I didn't think it was like that. I thought it was like, oh, this confusing thing is happening to them and he's helping them through it. He's helping them through it and then saying they have to fight. Yeah. It could completely be read as that, Alyssa, but like, at the same time, like a war is brewing and so it just feels totally like he's raising these kids yeah. to like go to war. He can definitely help them through it and not say, hey, you have to fight these, like, thousand-year-old vampires who have way more experience than you. And, like, That's true. He could be like, okay, you can sit this one out. Exactly. You've been a wolf for ten You've days. Been a wolf for ten days. <laughs> for ten minutes, you don't need to be here for this one. <laughs> Jasper trained them also. Probably not. He's busy being gone. He's, yeah, he's busy hanging out with Alice doing God... In Brazil, actually. Hanging out in Brazil. <laughs> oh, that's... Okay, that is one thing to bring up. Just the conversation between is it wait yeah bella that goes to like their associate in yeah. the in the, in the restaurant it's just really like out of nowhere but it's just funny like it's just so strange i don't know like wendell pierce who is that guy 
So he's like the, like Jasper's lawyer basically who has been forging documents for him for 20 years and like before him his predecessor had been also forging documents because they've been around for ages so they have to keep getting like driver's licenses and stuff made. So you need like a, you know, that kind of connection. he's kind of a criminal. CD underbelly. Right. He was very, I thought he was kind of more official than that. I was like, oh, is this guy like a PI? Is he like uh, their financial family No, I think he was a lawyer. Plays uh, Jay Jenks. You don't don't know who that is, Connery? I don't know who Jay Jay Jenks is. (laughs) What else happens in this movie? Yeah, what else happens? Jacob says, I'm surprised you took a break from Jedi training. He does say (laughs) it. And then he makes like a Dracula 2 joke and they all laugh and laugh. And I stare at the TV and wonder what the hell are they (laughs) laughing at? Jacob's hilarious. He says, can I call you dad now? And then Edward's like, no, this is not weird at all. If I was Edward, I would have just slapped him across the face and be like, you are so inappropriate and you need to leave. But Edward also says, I'm glad she has you. So he's just as complicit. Like, yeah. not good, Okay, man. so Edward was able to read Jacob's mind and he could see the thoughts in there and he could see that they were not coming from like a romantic place. Place, if that makes Bullshit! sense. Bullshit! book. I don't, I'm just telling you what the book said. It's a cop out though, like I said. Cop out. My second favorite vampire, I mean, throughout this, Alice was like, just always rules. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But she's probably my second favorite after Garrett because not only does she <laughs> kick Aro into space like <laughs> it, like it's Dragon Ball Z yeah. or something. <laughs> just sends him flying into the like the atmosphere. I mean, I'm hyperbolizing slightly, but it's really she funny. She kicks him real good. Everyone kicks him. Yeah. Everyone kicks the shit out of him. It's not just that, but it's also she is just Doctor Strange and just shows him all the possibilities of the future that could happen, <laughs> and there's none where Aro yeah. wins. It's not even like Endgame where there's one. <laughs> the only reason Aro doesn't fight is because he's a coward and he finds out that he's going to lose. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the only reason he doesn't kill them, it seems yeah, like, right? It's exactly yeah. that. It's, spe- it's literally specifically because he himself would be killed. I think he would have been fine with losing some of his Volteri associates, but once he sees, like, nope, you're done too, then he's like, mm. I did like this giant battle scene. Like, it was it's well good. done. It's cool. It's intense. Yeah. Like, just... <laughs> It's both great and hilarious. Like, I thought, I didn't know, like, again, I didn't read the book. I didn't know it was a dream or anything. So just, like, seeing them, like, rip vampire heads off and all the different ways they do it. Like, I was like, no, Jasper dies too. But the way they do it, they just, like, straight up chop his head, like, down. Like, just with his, like, it's just, like, a little chop. Just, like, all the ways people lose their heads and then their body just ragdolls. I loved when uh, they take Grindelwald and like just like grab his jaw (laughs) open and like they're pulling it down. Is that his name? Um... I don't know his name, Jamie Campbell, but he played Grindelwald in Harry Potter. I thought Johnny Depp played Not Johnny Depp. That's a fantastic beast, (laughs) which we don't speak of. I actually wrote wrote this down in my notes where Irina goes to uh, the Volturi and she says, I've come to report a crime. And then I just wrote, oh, Grindelwald? Oh. (laughs) And I think no matter what you do with the wolves, like, it would make a lot more sense in the book because you can just say their names. But, like, in this, I'm like, Mm -hmm. I don't know what wolf is dying right now. There's so many of them now. Really? I knew knew that Seth died. I knew that um, What's-Her-Face died, the the girl that everyone was mean to. I thought she was running away. I thought Renee's May was riding on Seth. No, that's Jacob. She was on Jacob. Because I was like, wait, Sam, he's like... The black one. I had to fact check who <laughs> Sam was. Like, okay, it makes sense that he's like the most aggressive. He is like the pack yeah. leader and stuff. Yeah, it was it was confusing, but 
I guess that's just me. I don't know. I mean, I feel like... it was sad to me no matter what because it was just like a bunch of doggies dying. Yeah. And, like, they stealing. should have all had dog tags. So when they're running, it zooms <laughs> in on what their name is so I can keep track. What about the scene where like, I think Alice is like leading somebody to like the grave basically where Paul is just like licking uh-huh. his chops to like bite a vampire head Dakota off. Dakota Fanning. Oh, Dakota right? Fanning. It was it? Dakota Fanning. That was she good. like drags him to Paul and he's just like, <laughs> and he looked pretty scary there. That was the first time one of the wolves looked scary. Is that where he like? Wait, did was it Dakota Fanning that he bit like their yeah, head? Yeah, he a bunch? bit their head off. Dakota Fanning has one line in this movie. Pain. Pain. <laughs> yeah, it's like her go-to line <laughs> in the entire franchise. But her yeah. eyeliner more than made up for it. I know, like, there's no theme here that we're really addressing, but just it is. I just think it's a pretty well done fight scene. Until it gets to a point where it's ridiculous, but then I like that it's ridiculous because then you find out that it wasn't real. Because mm-hmm. at the point where Rami Malek comes in and just starts blowing up the mm-hmm. earth, and then like they start vampires start falling in, and then on top of everything else, there's lava like right yeah. below them. I'm like, this is what is happening. This is He's like- sending them to the crust of the earth. <laughs> exactly. It's so weird. It had to, yeah, you're right, though. It had to be so over the top. So then it went, when it zoomed out, Alice being like, that's what's going to happen. Like, yeah. is more impactful. Yeah, she's like, could you imagine if um, if he just, like, started throwing fireballs at you guys? You'd be toast. <laughs> uh, and then just the, all the Vaturi are fighting in their big baggy cloaks. I'm like, that doesn't seem very good to wear in battle. Someone could just, like, swing you around. But I do like whenever anybody punches somebody, they just all go flying. <laughs> you think they have, like, special forces vampires that would, like, be with them and be like, we are fully battle armored and, like, like the blade samurai vampires that are there in that one fight scene. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> Bella's power is to raise a Gungan shield. <laughs> to raise a Gungan shield. <laughs> to get out of some big time poodoo. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also an Infinity War. Yeah. I know I mentioned how, uh, sorry, Avengers Age of Ultron may have been inspired by <laughs> the shot in Breaking Dawn Part mm-hmm. 1. Maybe Infinity War was inspired by this no just kidding by phantom menace with the big wakandan shield thing Uh, i wrote that down as another cop out that bella was able to just master her power after three tries at it yeah she could just do it i have that in my notes too i was like well third tries the charm like classic Mm -hmm. all things comes in threes bella does in her third try can control her bloodlust it's it's whatever man I'm probably being too too offensive because I've gone through this series like very like right now, obviously, where I'm just like invested. But I'm just like, well, she spent I, it's not an excuse for the cultivation of that. But it's like she spent four movies not being a vampire. Mm-hmm. And now that she is a vampire, finally, and that's all she ever really yeah. wanted. She can, it's just like a wish fulfillment fantasy for her character and for like anybody that would want to be a vampire, I guess, you know, to have all these powers and stuff. So it's like, oh, she's just naturally good at it. Like it doesn't matter in the context of actually making sense. It's just wish fulfillment. I mean, that is the series. And yeah, fitness. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that's not what that's not what every movie is. But I mean, at the end of the day, you go to the cinema for a reason, you know, it's like. And like as a 16 year old girl, like we were reading these books, not like we didn't want anyone to die. We wanted a happy ending. So like when it all just worked out, like it was kind of annoying because it was like we built so much up. But I remember at the same time being like deep down, I was like, thank God. Nothing bad happened. <laughs> Everyone's okay. Yeah, there's something really powerful about just having everything turn out okay in the end. And when they're sitting there in the violet field and everything is okay and nobody's dead and life can just continue on as it always has in Forks, you just feel safe and relaxed and you just 
look look at the movie and say, I'm so glad it ended this way and not with anything really, I guess, fundamentally changing. As much in like in my writer brain, I'm like try I'm like doing the machinations of everything changing and the family dynamic completely being up turned on its head and the Volteri being out of power. What does that mean for the rest of these characters? It require a whole nother book to go into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like that's like season exactly. six. Exactly. <laughs> it's like season six shit. And like that would be the actual conclusion. But the fact that this is the conclusion. This is where Bella and Edward's love story ends. I think in the long shot, that's Stephanie Meyer's visions, and that's what vision. That's what we should uphold and be like. This is the end. This is what she wanted. It's ultimately about these two characters finding love and finding peace. Yeah, and for me personally, it's not that I don't like that. Like what I'm about to say is basically, I've seen so many like ends of series, basically with a giant battle and things change forever. And it's very dramatic and people die, like basically any big thing. And I'm, that's there's nothing wrong with that at all. That's just kind of how stories are mm-hmm. told. And you can look at Lord of the Rings or Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. Yeah, exactly. Like these big franchises, like they all kind of end like that. That's just what you do. But mm-hmm. it, it was a nice surprise for me. That's why I was actually shocked that it wasn't real, which mm-hmm. because I hadn't read the books or seen this movie before. But it's just like, oh, this is actually just very nice. Like, <laughs> yes, Aro just leaves because he's like kind of afraid in a way. And they all sprint back to Italy. <laughs> it was a very nice surprise to me where it's just like, oh, no, everyone's still alive. Everyone's having a good time. Even Carlisle's head isn't cut off right like he's still alive right exactly yeah i don't know it was just a nice surprise to me i'm like you know i'm just being repetitive right now but it's it's nice to just have everyone together still like i know that's kind of a cop-out in a way it definitely is but maybe i just needed something like that and in in current times it's just i was gonna say nice boy material but it's just like nice people material (laughs) it's like yeah we're all friends now through battle i have vampire friends in like romania now i uh, am friends with all the wolves everyone came together and they're just all bros now (laughs) i don't know i guess like what you guys kind of talked about before about like the first movie being more about like it's about high school it's about romance like the whole series was never really supposed to be a big epic fantasy series it really was you know it was a romance novel at its core so it shouldn't i think it's totally fine and on brand for it to end happy i think it like course corrects itself in that yeah in some ways because eclipse is like the big epic thing and like i I didn't hate eclipse or anything i thought like there's a lot i do like about that movie but there's some things where i think they're just trying too hard to make it epic and Mm -hmm. i'm glad that this movie ultimately was it was like an ultimate synthesis i think of of every movie basically because even has that elements of like epicness in this fight but then it's also not real so they can have it both ways i don't know i just can't really attest to it being like well written or not because i don't (laughs) i feel like this is one of the most subjective things this series i really don't know but i didn't so much like the first half of this movie it (laughs) i was kind of boring and it made me upset and then the fight the big fight and the ending was good for me so i have a note here that says everyone kiss because everyone kind of does kiss in the end of this (laughs) movie everyone just stops and makes out on the battlefield everyone kisses charlie's mustached grave (laughs) i was gonna say there's one more thing to talk about is that um please be that the end credits. The end credits. Oh, yes. Okay. We have to go over the end credits first. Oh. But yes. Okay. So, you know, on IMDb, I look up crazy credits. The only thing it says is that, I should just say it verbatim, every actor to appear in the Twilight Saga films is featured in the ending credits. <laughs> they yes. do in Lord of the Rings. But even more so. Yeah, because they each get, like, featured on screen and they yeah. get, like, a slow-mo turn and look at the camera. Lily said it's like an in-memoriam at the Oscars. Yeah, that's how it felt. That's exactly how it felt. As if everyone... <laughs> 
died. That's fantastic. <laughs> There's a couple of them where I'm like, oh, Gil Birmingham. I hope he's okay right now because like it looks <laughs> like because he's just older. <laughs> I like when it was showing about like all the vampires and then all of a sudden it was like the lawyer guy that like Bella goes to see to get the passports. Just, like, <laughs> in the middle of yeah. all that. Jay Jenks, you mean? Yeah, Jay Jenks, just there in the middle. I think about the one person I think that wasn't in there, I might be wrong, was like Charlie's friend who's kind of creepy to Bella in the first movie at the diner. Oh no, oh Waylon. Yeah, he wasn't in it. Yeah, the guy that gets killed by uh, Victoria or whatever. But Croxana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy was awkward and a little creepy, so maybe they're like, yeah, let's leave him out. But I could totally be misremembering it. Yes, to that point, I just wanted to do a little... Just, it's just interesting to see where people go from big franchises, especially the ones that make them, you know? Totally. And I think it's kind of, like, clear where Kristen Stewart and R. Pattinson went. Like, they ended up having successful careers, both, like, mostly in, in like, uh, more, like, artsy movies and stuff True. like that, if that is a term that makes sense. But, you know, because, like, what? Like, uh, I almost called her Bella. Young Bella. Bella Donna. She was in Snow White and the Huntsman, but I think other than that, she hasn't really been in too much franchise stuff, but she does a lot of movies, you know, and so does Robert mm-hmm. Pattinson. They're all, they're both doing kind of, like, working with these, like, auteur directors and stuff nowadays. Mm-hmm. And Taylor Lautner kind of doesn't do so much. <laughs> like people associate you with uh, pedophilia now. Oh so my god! No, no. <laughs> poor guy. You and Charlie's friend. But yeah, so I did try to watch Abduction today. <laughs> I just uh, got to the. So that's like the action vehicle they tried to put Taylor Lautner in in 2011. So I think like when they were filming this, about I don't know. It was just weird more than anything. It feels more like a Twilight movie than it does like a normal action mm-hmm. movie in a lot of ways, the way, like, the characters are and everything, and Jason Isaacs plays, uh... Wait, that's his name, right? Lucius, Lucius Malfoy? Malfoy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But Jason Isaac is his dad in that, and, like, so Taylor... I just got to the point where Taylor Lautner was drinking at a party, he, his dad picked him up and is really mad, and then his dad was just beating the crap out of him, and he's like, oh. go on, be a real man! And then Taylor Lautner's fighting Jason Isaacs, oh like, because they're both, like, boxing, but then they just start kicking each other into the oh. ground and everything. It's really strange. <laughs> you know, like you were saying with Van Helsing, I think I just have a lower tolerance for watching movies now and i kind of just gotta like deuce out like wait deuce out <laughs> peace out yeah peace out not not poop in the movie theater you did you pooped <laughs> on my couch and left yeah that's true uh so you know maybe i'll finish that up at some point but i kind of got the gist and then i started watching the ridiculous six the adam Sandler movie because taylor lautner's in that too mm-hmm. and i didn't oh, even get no. to the point where taylor lautner shows up i'm sorry everyone i heard, I heard that movie was so bad Actually, wait, no, I started it too. I didn't finish it either. It's kind of like really racist, so it's... <laughs> That's it, honestly. I, I feel like this movie really just... It just nails home a lot of like far out there things of, of there's letdowns, but there's things I'm really happy about and I have fun. I don't know. Like like I said, my my own angsty writer says that the fight scene should have just happened and everything that happened there should have just stuck. But I, I at the same time, I like a lot that everything just ended up as a happy ending and everything's just okay the Volteri are gone for, out of their lives forever bell and ever get to live their lives with their with their child and their new son-in-law in the form of jacob everything's just okay i guess that's my final thoughts <laughs> did you guys have a favorite film of this franchise that's a good point Alyssa. thank you or one that one that you enjoyed the most yeah i think we we should rank them right now i'd, I'd love to do that <laughs> Tyler, would you like to go first yeah i think i usually make you go first so yeah. i'll go first <laughs> 
I, you know, I didn't really process that until right now for some reason, even though we normally do this at the end of every franchise. I, I gotta go with the first one first. I think it's, honestly, it goes, I think it goes one, two, three, five, four. One, two, three, five, four. Nice. <laughs> so Twilight, New Moon, Eclipse, Breaking Dawn Part 2, Breaking Dawn Part 1. Well, oh God, that's tough though. I don't know, because I like the first half of Breaking Dawn Part 1 a mm-hmm. lot. I love the wedding. I love all the stuff in the first half. And then the second half, I really don't mm-hmm. like. Um, Alyssa, I don't know if you got the chance to listen to that one yet, but I compared. Bella's like vampire skeletal body to E.T. in the river. Oh no! <laughs> like both, both equally horrifying and pale. Yeah. So man, mm, okay, yes, okay. Sorry, I do this every time. Twilight, New Moon, Eclipse. I guess my gut does say Breaking Dawn Part One and then Breaking Dawn Part mm. Two. So they just kept getting worse and worse for you. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Okay, I'll go. I'm gonna make them New Moon, Twilight, then. I'm going to say Breaking Dawn Part 2, then then Eclipse, then Breaking Dawn Part um to Part 1 is last. I would agree though like the first Twilight one, like that's my favorite. I genuinely really enjoy that movie. I Me think too. it's like I don't know, it's like a weird kind of quirky indie movie in it a is. way and yeah. I think like the humor is actually so funny but really subtle at the same mm-hmm. time so I would definitely I'd agree with that that's definitely that's my favorite one what's too. your ranking Alyssa I'm, I'm just curious I want to hear yours I so I haven't rewatched three and four in quite a few years I wa- I rewatched one two and five for mm. this but I would say I I think I'm probably about the same as Tyler I think I'm gonna go actually I think I'm going to go one, two, four, three, five. I just can't remember three at all. I think maybe like the fact that it's the least memorable to me makes it my least favorite just because I don't remember what happens at all. It honestly is the least rememberable. What's the word? Memorable. (laughs) (laughs) It's the least memorable. Uh, I think a, a good part of that too is that the main antagonist in that movie is recast and it's like, I like Rochelle Lefebvre, or I forget mm-hmm. how to say her name, as a Victoria, as opposed to Bryce Dallas Howard. Are there any, what's the most iconic moments for mm-hmm. you, all of you? I'll, I'll, I'll just say, I'll say three, just off, the t- just off the top of my head. The whole biology scene, I guess, in the first movie. <laughs> when Edward almost throws up looking at her, even though it's like he's really just yeah. trying to not kill her. It just looks like he's like gonna barf. And then he goes, it's metaphase, you want to check it? <laughs> I just really, really like that scene. <laughs> I love in the second movie, in New Moon, when Bella throws the pizza to Taylor Lautner, who's fixing a bike, and then the pizza turns into a wrench. <laughs> That's, like, really great. And probably the third one, just off the top of my head, is just uh, Alice, like, meteor kicking Auro into space. <laughs> That's great. That's what I got. I would go the entire baseball sequence mm. for me. Oh, That's yeah. Iconic. That's great, too. Um, yes. On a personal iconic moment, the guy who goes, finally, like when he wants to die, I quote that all the time. Anytime like something's happening that I've been like waiting to happen. Finally. And me and my little sister will quote that and no one, no one will. You just have your arms ripped off. Third iconic moment. I remember just really liking the part with the guy when Edward's in the restaurant and he's reading people's minds and he goes, cat, and like yes. goes to the guy and he just like raises his eyebrows weird. So that that's my <laughs> There's just there's so many good lines in these movies, and I don't know if good is the right word, but there's just a lot of quotable yeah. things. Because you know what? From now on I'm Switzerland, okay? <laughs> I guess I guess my top three moments are 
the wolf council meeting because I still like that. I don't care what you say, Tyler. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> That's fine. I just wish they like didn't have growly voices is all. That's my main complaint. I, what were the other ones? I still like Edward and Jacob's heart-to-heart moment. I guess I like part three a lot more than maybe I'm letting on, because that's also in part three. (laughs) And I'm also going to say the baseball scene as well, because I I like that moment a lot. And I'm even going to put in there as like a fourth, maybe runner-up, is just Bella being a skeleton is just ingrained in my mind, and I guess it's iconic in that sense. (laughs) I'm just laughing, too, because I wrote my notes. That awful baby has so much screen time. It really does. I feel like we've been pretty freewheeling about this one so i do have a game you could classify the colon clan and all the other vampires that team up with them and the wolves as a sort of avengers yes. <laughs> so imagine it's the avengers but it's also the battle Ooh. of the three armies <laughs> what is happening <laughs> two different franchises pulling into this so all those vampires and the colon team uh and then there's the volturi but then you need a third group of people to clean up the entire mess if that battle was real so you need to assemble the ultimate avenger team to defeat all the vampires and werewolves and it doesn't have to be necessarily superhero it could be anybody from fiction help me build out a team of five people i'm gonna start with one blade Blade. (laughs) you're done okay van helsing i'm gonna say hugh jackman van helsing (laughs) yeah are are we going just one at a time because that's fun i'm going to say the dragon smog from the hobbit (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh. I guess he could just burn them all. Well, damn. Could Aro jump up and like space kick him though? I think his scales are like diamonds or armor, so he might be impervious to that. Dang, I didn't think of that one. Man. Okay, so we got three. I'm gonna go with Russell Crowe from the Tom Cruise The Mummy. <laughs> no. When he turns into Mr. Hyde. Oh, good one. He'll just punch all the vampires because he's taking all the Mr. Hyde drugs. Oh my god. I guess let's do six because there's three of us. Okay. Oh, I don't know. I only get one more. I want to make them really good. As good as Russell Crowe from The Mummy? (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to say Robert Downey Jr. as Sherlock Holmes. Ooh, good one. (laughs) He can anticipate people's movements like Alice. Yeah. And he, like, somehow always pulls through. Like, you know he's not going to be dead at the end of this. (laughs) Okay. You know, I had this person on my team in our Hunger Games showdown, and he made it through to the very, very end. SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nice callback. <laughs> He's very porous. He is. And he can be reproduced by budding, so he can make a bunch of himself. Yeah. Yeah, try ripping his head off, stupid vampires. Try belt- try melting him. He's a wet sponge. You can't catch him on fire. He'll flip you over with his spatula again and again and again. SpongeBob is actually team leader. I like this a lot. <laughs> There's our six. That's our, our that's our own ridiculous six. I think we vanquished both sides. I feel very strongly that we easily did it. and like movies in general. Yeah. There's no more. We destroyed cinema. <laughs> I think honorable mention. If we want to do a Magnificent Seven instead sure. of a Ridiculous Six, I think we could easily add Geralt of Rivia. Oh my oh, god! Yeah. This seems unstoppable. Oh, OP. <laughs> Oh, the most powerful anti-vampire force of all time. And, and werewolves, I think. <laughs> yes, we did it. We we saved the world. We solved this movie. We saved the world. I think, I think we've done the best business we possibly could. Agreed. So on that note, that's our, that's our notes on uh, Breaking Dawn Part 2, Twilight as a whole, 
the ultimate monster hunting <laughs> Avengers team. I hope you're all satisfied with all of that. On that note, do we have anything to plug? Sure. I recently started a Twitch channel. So if you Yay. want to watch me play games and do makeup and cosplay, and sometimes I do makeup and then play the game that that makeup is from, I am on twitch.tv slash Alyssa Hope underscore. And my Instagram is the same, Alyssa Hope underscore. So yeah, it's been fun. She's fantastic. I've enjoyed every stream you've done, Alyssa. Aww, thank you. Ari, what do you have to plug? If you enjoyed the sound of my voice, you also enjoy tabletop role playing games. You might enjoy Starship Impala, which is Galaxy Mastered by myself and is co-hosted by four other amazing friends. There's over 100 hours of content waiting for you to dig into. It's an actual play podcast where we play the Starfinder game. Tyler, what do you have to plug, my dude? Follow me on Instagram at twained, T-W-A-Y-N-E-D. I'm finally posting pictures of Alyssa that I shot and edited. She did a Harley Quinn cosplay, and then we also did a Koreatown nighttime shoot thing that will come out on my Instagram at some point. The pictures are amazing. Thank you. They're so beautiful. I'm excited for that. Yay. And follow us at the franchise podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at franchisepod and on Facebook. And don't worry, we're announcing a new franchise right <gasps> now. Hooray! I was going to say, you also oh, put us dang. up like everywhere. We're like on so many different on like podcast platforms oh, yeah. right now. Yeah. So if you're already listening to this podcast, if there's one that's more convenient for you, I just checked our Twitter. I put us up on a bunch of different podcast apps and everything so it's easier to see because i realized that some apps work better for android and such so i just tried to put them on a bunch of different ones including this french one called deezer oh well we we love the french fancy we 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 just lost them all right (laughs) and the new franchise i don't have i don't have my magic trash can i'm in a different spot today pull out from between your couch cushions it's gonna be the craft. The craft. Pro- probably because there's a new craft movie coming out, and I talked to many people, including Connery and uh, past and future guest Lily Young, and neither of them said that doing Borat around Halloween was a good idea. <laughs> we have to wait till the sequel comes out. Because there's a new dude. Borat movie. We have to wait what? till the sequel comes out. It'll have come out by then. Really? Yeah, it comes out in like a week. Oh well, screw me. All right. And same with, yes, because there's going to be a sequel remake thing of The Craft. So we'll revisit and have some fun times. Maybe see how it, which movie from the 90s and a which movie from 2020, how we can compare that to a vampire movie hmm. from the early 2010s. I'm going to have to watch the original Craft, it sounds like. Uh, yeah. I mean, you're, on the, you're on the podcast. That's so the I podcast I'll do that. Then. I'll do that. <laughs> and on that note, thank you to Grayson Hansen for our artwork and Nick Averka for our music. And until next time... Really, Garrett? Even the Beatles? 